Ouch, my 30s. Hello and welcome again to Ouch, my 30s, the podcast where I discuss the decade that no one prepared me for. Uh, sitting here uh, live at Forest Complex 88 Studios, which is uh, just a fancy way of saying my, my family's house. Uh, but it's really nice here. It's really quiet and secluded and probably compounding <coughs> my deep-seated emotional issues. <coughs> Sorry, uh, sound, this sounds like an episode of Ouch My 60s. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think what I wanted to talk about today is like changing friendships. That's a good one. That's a really interesting one. Uh, it, it happens quickly how suddenly everyone is uh, either getting married or popping out kids or just kind of fading away. And how, like, people you thought you would be with, you know, your entire life in terms of, like, friendship start to just kind of, like, wither. Because there's this innate ability just to kind of, like, keep people around, you know, when you're kind of coming up in your 20s. For whatever reason, it's just out of, like, familiarity and complacency. Or not complacency, but it's just, like, those people are constantly in your life, you know. Like, hey, you want to go to the bar? Hey, you want to go to that art show? Hey, it's like the people from your high school or, you know, your college days um, just sort of naturally stick with you. But, you know, as you kind of get to your 30s and stuff, not so much as a reevaluation, but it just gets harder to keep up with those people, I think. Um, or it just becomes less practical to do it, you know, because for me, like I'm the, the perpetual drifter. I've been the guy who's just been wandering, and everyone's just like, where's Duval at now? Like, what's Duval up to? Man, that crazy Duval. Meanwhile, they were actually forging uh, intimate relationships that would go somewhere. Uh, and now, many of them are married and have kids and own houses. Uh, and not that that's the, 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 the goal line. But when those things happen, you know, I think your, uh, your values and priorities change. Yeah, like, when you gotta pay a mortgage and take care of a wife and kids, or even just, like, have a relationship, it's, like, it ain't easy to be, like, hey, Leah, let's meet up. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's meet. I've been trying to meet up with my best friend from kindergarten for, like, a year. And it's not because neither of us want to. It's because, just, yeah, I gotta get on the train, and, ah, I got that meeting tomorrow. Like, my best friend, Andy, it was the funniest thing. And I, that's, that's when I knew I was in my 30s. Uh, I was like, hey, man, you want to get a drink tonight or get dinner? He's like, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Or we get a, we can get a coffee at 7 a.m. before I go to work. And since I don't have a real schedule, I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. We can do that. So we get, I get up, and I was in bed at the time. And I, how did I get there? I Uber? No, I drove. Drove over to, uh, to Park Slope where he was living. And uh, we just had ourselves a nice cup of coffee in the morning. And we were laughing and... Because, you know, like these fancy fucking coffee shops in Brooklyn and New York now, you know, they have the, have the energy and excitement of a juror selection. You know, everyone in there is like so dutifully staring at their stupid iMac, uh, MacBook or whatever. And just like, well, um, here's the spreadsheet for our campaign because I'm a social media manager that for sure doesn't get paid enough to live where I live. And obviously my parents subsidize my existence. <laughs> uh... But yeah, we sat there and had a nice morning cup of coffee, like two early 30-something-year-olds. And then he went to work, and I went home and uh, stared at the ceiling. So yeah, um, and that's the last time I saw him. We had a really good time, and it was nice to check in. But the days of like, hey man, let's hit these streets and like ramble, uh, or at least with my friend group, I don't know. 
And I get it, though. You know, I don't take it personally that my friends, you know, from that era, or at least, you know, some of my friends can't just, like, get up and, like, go get crazy. And I do have friends still from, you know, back in the day that are like, man, fuck my wife, let's get crazy. Uh, and that's encouraging, I guess. But it's not something to be mad at. I'm always fascinated by how, like, friendships change. Even in my own life, there's people I start to kind of, like, not push away from, but you're just, like, your values are no longer in sync. You know, they no longer align. You know, I'd like to stop drinking heavily, you know? It's like, I, I sure, I'd like a nice couple couple beers, a couple shots of vodka, a couple some white claws and some margaritas and some white wine. Ah, I'm an alcoholic! Uh, no, it'd be nice to <clears throat> relax once in a while. But I don't want to, like, get shit-faced all the time. And it's hard when you have friends that do. So it's not, and you love them. But you have to, they're, but here's the thing, they're not going to be the ones at the hospital with you when your liver fucking fails. That's how I always look at it. You know, it's just like, you are responsible for you. And that's the crazy thing. I think even like when you're, when you're grown, in your 20s, when you're growing up, there's this idea that someone else is responsible for you in some manner, you know? Yeah, you're an adult when you're in your 20s or whatever, but in college, you know, there's the idea that like that institution's responsible for you. Or, you know, your friends are responsible for you. Like, there's this safety net that kind of evaporates in your 30s. And I think that's why people cling to, um, you know, relationships and marriages and houses and stuff. Um, in At this time in our, uh, in our lives. Because that protective net, that idea of security, social security, not the system that's not going to exist by the time we're old <laughs> but the idea of that actual you know social safety net uh kind of evaporates if you don't nurture it or keep weaving the threads that that strengthen it uh, yeah how's that for visual so i don't know and then like you know you you're, you get in your own head you're like well should i be doing this too should i be continually should i you know, settle down and start actively dating a girl for a long period of time to see if it will manifest in marriage. Is that the plan? Nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like until you're ready, you're not ready. I don't know. What the fuck? It also helps to have friends who, like, do what you do. And that's another important thing. Professional uh, uh, kinship or repartee. You know, to, to be around people who not just do what you do professionally, but can understand what the hurdles and, and struggles of that are. You know, because for me, my job is very weird. Like yesterday, a Monday, I was broke. <laughs> Monday, I had no fucking money. Uh, then I got an email saying, hey, uh, from this client that I do copywriting for. They're like, hey, can you um write this campaign? I was like, yes. And then I had my bills paid for two months. Which is nice, but there are people who you know who look at me and they're just like, "What did what does Duval do all day?" And the answer is not a lot. You know, I'll I'll either do a voiceover or I'll do some copywriting or I'll collect some checks from my book, How to Manage Your Girlfriend's White Coat. Uh, but other people have to get up and go to a nine to five, and that creates an incongruency um, in terms of how you socialize with these people because bitter you know resentment can build up. Because they look at you and they're like, ah, man, you don't work as hard as I do. I work so hard, blah, blah, blah. 
or vice versa. Just like, man, you got it easy. You just got to get up and go to a place and come back. And over time, uh, unless people are very genuinely happy with their professional lot, uh, it can create a difficulty with how you socialize with people. <coughs> God damn it. <coughs> a lot of phlegm. So that's, that's a tricky thing. But at the same time, you don't want to just be around people who, uh, who do what you do, because that's limiting. <coughs> I swear to God, I apologize. Let me get some coffee down. Let me get a little coffee. Yeah, are you listening to this? Drinking some coffee? Drink some coffee. Ah, there it is. Um, yeah, because it's just... Having people around you that understand what your professional struggles are is super important. But if you just stay around those people, you'll become a fucking loser. <laughs> the amount of, like, sales dudes that I come across, like, taking, like, the Metro North or something... These guys are like, oh yeah, you know, you get stuck in that lingo and that and that that mindset, and it becomes your entire world, and you become such a lame person. These guys with these like ill-fitting men's warehouse suits, sitting, you know, facing the wrong direction on the Metro North, heading back to Scarsdale, they're just like, you know, listen, I, I talked to the guy and I said, hey, look, it ain't no, it's no ham sandwich, you know. If he's gonna break balls and I, you know, he's gonna he's gonna nickel and dime me, he's gonna try to nickel and dime me, I'm gonna tell him, hey, look, it's no ham sandwich. You know, but between you and me, not for nothing, hand to God. Uh, look, it is what it is. So, don't don't become that guy. That could be very, very not good. Uh, by the way, The Irishman is not a bad movie, but for for like what's supposedly a masterpiece in like the seminal movie of you know these elder statesman actors, for it to be hinged on a line that goes, "It is what it is." I don't know. I feel like uh, <laughs> it could be, we could do a little better, Marty Scorsese. It is what it is. That's the entire fucking movie, all right? And it, again, I enjoyed it. It's fun. But it is what it is. That's the best we can do. Uh, old Bobby De Niro, Al Pacino, Harvey Keitel, Joe Pesci, and uh, Marty Scorsese. I want to come across Martin, Marty Scorsese and call him Marty to his face. I like got a restaurant in New York City. And have his, like, goombas, like, tackle me or something. Not, like, to try to attack him, but just, like, I walk by and say, Hey, Marty! Marty! It is what it is. And then have those fucking Italian gangsters just be like, Hey, who's this fucking Mulian eggplant talking to you like that? Hey, I don't like him! Hey! <clears throat> I'm just assuming they'd be wildly racist. But, come on, let's be honest. Uh, actually, Robert De Niro's got himself a very black wife. No, I mean, not, I don't mean, like, very. Anyway. So these are your 30s, guys. You know, friends will disappear. Friend, new friends will reappear. I'm, like, getting along swimmingly with my physical therapy staff. You know, let me, let me say that. My, like, uh, closest thing to a friend group right now is my physical therapy staff. And I did not anticipate that being the case in my life. Uh, one is, like, super hot, like the woman who works on me. Uh, and I can't tell if she's, like, being very professional, good at her job, or if she's, like, you know, trying to holler at the old Commodore. <laughs> uh, it's probably the former, but... Yeah, I'm, like, cracking jokes and, you know, making little physical therapy quips, you know? And again, it's, you know, you have to allow yourself to not just hinge on the people you got drunk with when you were 18. Uh, and if you are, that's great. You know, there are a lot of my buddies in L.A. who I wish I was still hanging out with, but I'm not there right now anymore. And they've all stayed friends, and because you know what, they're all in the same business, and that I think is again back to that earlier point is the key. 
you know, these dudes who I met in college, you know, 14 years ago are all for the most part, still buddies, still working in film and TV and producing. And that fills in the blanks of like, not just like having the memories of alcohol to kind of bind you together. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. But for those of us that are like weird freelancers or artists or creatives that don't have that sort of uh, uh, linear professional track, it gets harder to find people in your older age that whose values you align with. I don't know. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones you can... That's a... 80s hip-hop song. Alright, well, this felt okay. I could go longer, but I don't have many friends to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's a depressing note to end on. But I feel good about it, and I hope you guys